you, do you remember ever playing the game musical chairs? Playing the game musical chairs. In case it has been a while since you've played a good game of musical chairs, uh, it's a game which involves, of course, people and chairs. And however many people you have playing, you have one less chair. Say you have 10 people playing, then you have nine chairs in a circle. And as music plays, uh, the participants circle around the chairs until the music stops. And when the music stops, everyone plops down onto a chair. And the one person left without a chair is out of the game. Everybody remember that? Yeah. It's a classic game of leaving people out. <laughs> now this game, the game continues after one chair is removed. And this process, again, continues until there is only one chair left and the one person left sitting in it. They are the winner. Now today we find Jesus involved in a game of musical chairs, for on one Sabbath he goes to the house of a leader of the Pharisees to eat a meal, and Luke tells us that they were watching Jesus closely, and that he was watching the other guests closely. And he noticed how the guests kind of jockeyed for position to get the places of honor around the table. So during dinner, he tells everyone, when you're invited by someone to a wedding banquet, don't sit down at the place of honor in case someone more distinguished than you has been invited by your host. But when you are invited, go and sit down at the lowest place so that when your host comes, he may say to you, friend, friend, move up, move up higher. And then you'll be honored in the presence of all who sit at the table with you. Now, when we usually have banquets and luncheons, a lot of times they're in honor of someone. Uh, someone who has gotten married uh, or is receiving an award like the You're the Tops Luncheon in which people are honored, women are honored. Uh, it's a fundraiser for the prenatal clinic. Uh, at those events, there is usually an honored guest or honored guests. But honor is not something we gain on our own. Honor is not gained simply by taking it or claiming it for ourselves. It is given by other people. Uh, one anthropologist says that honor is the value of a person in his or her own eyes, but also in the eyes of their society. It is his or her estimation of their worth, their claim to pride, but it is also an acknowledgement by others of that claim. So we cannot just take the seat of honor without it being given to us by someone else who grants us, grants us that honor. And the thing about the word honor is that the word for honor in Greek is doxa, as in doxology, uh, which is usually translated as glory. Uh, the use of honor in Jesus' parable here points to the honor and glory that belongs to God. In God's kingdom, honor and glory are something that we cannot earn for ourselves. We cannot attain it on our own. Honor, in this case, are the things that only God, through Jesus Christ, can graciously give to us, bestow upon us. And so our worth and our dignity as human beings is rooted in God and rooted in God's glory. God's glory which he shares with us. So Jesus goes on to say to the Pharisee who had invited him, when you give a luncheon or a dinner, do not invite your friends or brothers or your relatives or your rich neighbors in case they invite you in return and you would be repaid. But instead, when you give a banquet, invite the poor, the crippled, the lame and the blind, and you will be blessed because they cannot repay you. 
for you will be repaid at the resurrection of the righteous. Now you may have noticed that Jesus said to the leader that he ought not to invite four categories of people, friends, siblings, relatives, and rich neighbors, in case they might invite him in return and he would be repaid. He should instead invite four other categories, different categories of people, people for whom it would have been improper, if not dishonorable, to invite in that era and in that culture. But in the values of the kingdom, the kingdom of God, it would be entirely, entirely proper and honorable to invite them. Invite those, Jesus says, who cannot repay. Invite people that can offer no quid pro quo, who cannot return the favor. Now, what I take from all of this is that God intends for everyone to have a seat at the table. The poor, the crippled, the lame, and the blind, the friends, the siblings, relatives, and rich neighbors, and whatever category we can, of people we can divide ourselves into. God intends that when everyone sits down at the table, that there is a chair for everyone. Now, in her book, Church in the Round, theologian Letty Russell she begins the book with the line, Concerning the why and the how and the what and the who of ministry, one imagines, or one image keeps surfacing, a table that is round. And with that image of the round table, she says the round table has become a symbol of hospitality and a metaphor for gathering, for sharing, and for dialogue. It speaks concretely of our experiences and coming together and connecting at home, at work, and at worship. It also points to the reality that often persons are excluded from the tables of life, both through the denial of shared food and resources and through denial of shared naming and decision-making for their community, nation, and the world. In the heavenly banquet, in the heavenly banquet, that, that one image of our ultimate salvation, of what salvation is like, uh, which our Holy Eucharist, which we'll celebrate momentarily, and ideally all of our shared meals together, they all anticipate this heavenly banquet. And Letty Russell says of that heavenly banquet that all will be invited and all will feast together. Now we know at certain levels of our common life, in our communities, our nation, and in the world, that we do not reflect that image of the heavenly banquet, an image in which all are invited and all are able to feast together. If we look inside ourselves, we look around us, we will see where we have failed to connect, whether at home, at work, or at worship. Uh, we may have witnessed other people, or we ourselves may have experienced uh, that experience of being excluded, excluded from the tables of life. With that being the case, I had a, had a heartening experience this last week, the other day. I got a, got a glimpse of the kingdom of God. As you know, some people, actually I got two this weekend. That's great. Two, two glimpses of the kingdom of God in one weekend. Wow, how's that? Well, as you know, some members of St. Andrews and I have been working to launch a mobile food pantry at the New Boys and Girls Club on Beck Street with representatives from uh, some other churches and a local nonprofit. And for three months, it has been up and running and has been operating and has each time uh, served 300 to 400 households. <coughs> And the other day we had a meeting about the mobile food pantry and at that meeting we had seated at the table a black man, a black woman, a Latino woman, a Latino man, a couple of white guys like me, a couple of white women, 
And there were some Episcopalians, and there were some Roman Catholics, and there were some people whose faith was unknown to me. And we were all gathered together to figure out how to continue this ministry of feeding people over the long term. And then yesterday I went to the mobile food pantry, which was an operation. We had a couple of people with St. Andrews who were there, along with members of St. Thomas and Santa Teresa Roman Catholic Church. And again, that, that image of the kingdom of God was repeated, of people of different races, different economic levels, all working together to feed people. For me, all of this, for all of us to be together like that, it was a small living example of what God intends, a place at the table for everyone, a table where all are invited to sit and eat. Now the world and our society, as you have probably experienced, is complex. There are multiple points of view and perspectives. There are many competing values and many competing interests, often in opposition to one another. But one thing it doesn't have to be, this world and our society, is one in which it is a life and death game of musical chairs. You know, Jesus teaches another way. His life, death, resurrection make another way possible, a way of life which connects all of us to one another in him. And it is in him and through him we and everyone may have a seat at the table. Amen.